0: Black holes.
1: Orangutans.
0: Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Alex. And my first story today is Animal News. This is from CNN, and the headline is Scientists just captured a record 17 foot long python in Florida.
0: 17 feet.
1: 17 feet.
0: That is upsetting. Like, what else is 17 long. feet long? Three of me stacked on top of each other. Wow. Minus a foot. might No. Yes. Wait. About. Approximately. Minus half a foot.
1: <laughs> okay. Approximate. <laughs> approximate. So the Burmese python is one of the largest snakes in the world. But even by python standards, this one was colossal. Scientists caught a female python in the Florida Everglades that was more than 17 feet long weighed 140 pounds, and contained 73 developing eggs.
0: Holy cow.
1: Yeah. The snake is the largest python ever removed from the Big Cypress National Preserve, which is a 729,000-acre expanse of swampland west of Miami in South Florida. While pythons of all sizes have been found in the Everglades, most of them are between 6 and 10 feet long. The largest one documented was over 18 feet long and also weighed more than 100 pounds, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission website. (laughs) (laughs) Their website. There was a link to the website. (laughs) Said this. (laughs) Um, Big Cypress's rangers credit research and new tracking technology with making the find possible. Quote, using male pythons with radio transmitters allows the team to track the male to locate breeding females, their statement says. The team not only removes the invasive snakes, but collects data for research, develops new removal tools, and learns how the pythons are using the preserve. Hmm. The Burmese python is native to Southeast Asia, but in recent decades, the big snakes have become a menace in Florida. The Everglades is a vast area with a tropical climate perfect for pythons to hide and thrive. State wildlife officials estimate there are as many as 100,000 pythons living in the vast swamps outside Miami. The snakes pose significant threats to native wildlife. To control their population, Florida even hosts competitions encouraging hunters to remove as many of them as possible.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, they're really out of control there.
1: I, I didn't actually know this, but yeah. apparently. When you,
0: when you mentioned yeah. pythons, I was like, if these are in Florida, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yep, about.
1: Yep. Uh, so the pythons began turning up in the Everglades in the 1980s, most likely abandoned by pet owners when the snakes got too big to handle. Some pet pythons also may have escaped from a breeding facility destroyed during Hurricane Andrew in 1992. Oh. So those are the theories on how the pythons got there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of kind of a big problem down there.
1: I didn't realize that, but now you know, I know. They're,
0: they're really devastating to local animals and so well,
1: that's what they said they they euthanized this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, cuz they
1: just that's what they do when they find them.
0: They yeah. They, and at first
1: I was like, "Oh, they just did that." And it's like, "Oh, okay, it's because it's a species they're trying
0: to control so they, <laughs> yeah. they protect all the other animals that are like natively found there."
1: Yeah, so. and being threatened by giant snakes. Giant
0: snakes. Nobody yep. wants to be threatened by a giant snake.
1: Right. No one. Oh.
0: All right. My first story is space news.
1: I think I know what this yeah, is. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're
0: if you're a loyal listener, you might already know what I'm about to talk about. Uh this is from the BBC. First ever black hole image has been released. Woo! That's right. Uh we talked about it last week that they were planning on releasing it, and today they released yeah. it. <laughs> uh today being Wednesday. Um Astronomers have taken the first-ever image of a black hole, which is located in a distant galaxy. It is 500 million trillion kilometers away, which sounds like a made-up number. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. me- it measures 40 billion kilometers across, which is 3 million times the size of the Earth. Oh, wow. It's enormous and has been described by scientists as, quote, a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think you have to be a scientist to uh, to make that... Uh, you don't have to be a black hole scientist to figure that one out. Uh, the image that was released shows an intensely bright ring surrounding a circular dark hole, uh, which is pretty similar to what we speculated it would look yeah. like uh, last time. It's pretty much just a, a a blurry ring, which, not to discredit how cool of an achievement this is, it's just... It, it's, it's
1: blurry. It's
0: not very distinctive, which makes sense when it is, as I said, 500 million trillion kilometers away. Right. <laughs> Um, the, uh, bright halo is caused by superheated gas falling into the hole. The light is brighter than all of the billions of other stars in the galaxy combined, which is why it can be seen at such a distance from earth, but no one really knows exactly how the ring is created. And they're hoping that now that they've imaged one, they might be able to learn exactly how that goes down. Yeah. Um, yeah. The image matches what theoretical physicists imagined black holes would look like. Uh, somebody was quoted in the article as saying, "It looks like Einstein was right again," <laughs> uh, because man, he was right much, again. This is pretty much how he guessed uh, they would look. Uh, no single telescope is powerful enough to image the black hole, so scientists set up a. Uh, network of eight linked telescopes which we talked about last time too mm-hmm. uh, which forms the event horizon telescope and can be thought of as a planet-sized array of dishes so basically like using the entire size of earth to create this giant telescope um each Very is cool each of the dishes is located high up at a variety of lo- exotic locales including volcanoes in hawaii and mexico mountains in arizona and the spanish sierra nevada um as well as in the uh, Atacama Desert in Chile and in Antarctica so they're wow. really, they're everywhere um, and a team of 200 scientists pointed the networked telescopes towards uh, this black hole and scanned its heart over a period of 10 days. The information that they gathered was too much to be sent across the internet and was instead stored on hundreds of hard drives that were flown to a central processing center in Boston um, and, one, and also one in Bonn, Germany uh, to examine the information. So they had like they literally it was too much. I think I saw somewhere it's uh, five petabytes of data, which is over five million gigabytes. Wow, which is a, that's so just much a data. Ton of data. Um, uh, yeah, that's so the pictures out there. Uh, I'm sure. I feel like everyone's probably seen it because I saw it's like everywhere. dozens of stories about this. Did you
1: see the picture of the? lady that was the grad student that worked on it, like standing yes, with uh, the hard drives? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw name, that picture, her too. Her name
0: is, uh, I think, uh, Katie Bowman. Yeah. Um, and she led the development of the algorithm for the project. Uh, so shout out to her. Shout that's out to really, her. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a picture also of her just standing with the just all of these hard drives.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. It's
0: really neat. And I mean, from now, who knows? like what we'll learn from this. And I don't know if they plan to keep monitoring it or.
1: I think I saw somewhere that their next step is they're going to try to find, get a picture of another one.
0: Oh yeah. I think they're going for the one that's at the center of the Milky Way, which is. Oh, okay. It's harder to get a picture of because, because it's, it's, it's even smaller, though it's closer, right? it's uh, the light is less bright. Okay. I don't know if it's necessarily smaller. I didn't, I don't, I just okay don't know. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's yeah that that's what makes it harder to photograph than this one. This one just happened to be really really bright, so.
1: So cool, really and is. I like how they. I, I saw somewhere too that they. So you mentioned this that there were multiple data processing centers, but I think like three different teams like tried to reconstruct the image oh, yeah, into its I, thing, to, and then they like compared it, and they were like, well, "Did you get the same answer as me?" And they all <laughs> got the same answer, and they're like, "It's real." Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. If you're a skeptic out there,
0: yeah. it wasn't
1: just like one person doing it or something. It was or somebody taking multiple a, a blurry separate photo teams. of a ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just blurring a photo of a ring. It's a black hole. It's a black hole, guys. Oh so yeah, it it's super cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and it's just tr- like the fact that they can get that picture at all is just amazing.
0: Right. 500 million trillion or was yeah. it a trillion billion?
1: Trillion billion I think you said.
0: Million trillion.
1: Million trillion? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wrong on all counts. <laughs> that's
1: a that's, that's a huge difference, but the scale is so big that you don't even like
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's very hard to imagine the meaning of these that. words. That.
1: Yeah. Like the comp you can't comprehend these words. Yeah. It's too big. Okay, my next story is also space news.
0: Double space news.
1: Double space. This is from gizmodo.com. And the headline is, these astroecologists are using star-spotting tech to count endangered animals. Hmm. And I will explain how that works. Okay, I was going to (laughs) say. Astrophysicists sometimes turn to thermal infrared technology to help them find and study stars. The technology has been around for decades. Now, some of these scientists are bringing their expertise to the world of conservation. In what the researchers are calling the first official collaboration between astrophysicists and ecologists... A team from Liverpool John Moores University went in search of Bornean orangutans, a critically endangered species that hides in the forests of Borneo, a Southeast Asian island. Their work will highlight the way drones equipped with astrophysicist infrared imaging technology can more quickly and effectively count the number of individual orangutans in the forest canopy more effectively than people can. This experiment's success has opened the door for experts to use this stargazing technology to examine other rare and endangered species. So basically they're using it to like assess how many a- of those animals are in a given area. So quickly. instead of
0: instead of looking away from the earth, they're looking towards it with these. Yeah. Things. They just took them and just flipped them around. Right. Point them back at us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the study, which has been accepted for publication in the journal Unmanned Vehicle Systems. <laughs>
0: which It's a lot of journals, aren't there?
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know why this made me laugh so much. This just funny. <laughs> um, The study involved a drone pimped out with a regular (laughs) camera. That was the verbiage the article used. I hoped. (laughs) And a thermal camera and a group of field ecologists, and they looked at who could spot the most orangutans. So they had a regular camera, a thermal camera on the drone, and then a group of people. Hmm. And they compared which group could spot the most orangutans, basically. So in total, the drone found 41 orangutans, whereas the field team could only find 28 in the same area. The drone also captured images of pygmy elephants and proboscis monkeys, hmm. which are also rare species. Yeah. The astrophysicists souped-up thermal cameras can hopefully help save researchers hours spent searching for orangutan nests from the ground to keep track of their populations. This traditional method takes a lot of money and time. While the exact number of Bornean orangutans left isn't certain, conservationists believe a little over 100,000 remain in the wild. Uh, Orangutans are the first species this team has shown it can track using tools from astrophysics. The scientists are currently finishing up another paper using the same technology to look at spider monkeys, and more types of animals will follow. The ultimate goal is to build an autonomous drone to count these species and help protect them. And also, on top of this, once these algorithms can distinguish the thermal fingerprint of humans, the drones could also be able to alert park rangers when humans are in protected areas where they shouldn't be. The idea is to eventually catch poachers this way. Uh, the researchers have coined a new name for their field that brings together ecologists and astronomers, astroecology. Sure. Yay, new scientific <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was cool.
0: That's, like, that's really neat. Just I a, mean, a
1: nice way of like, this is an interesting technology. Let's try to apply it to some place totally new.
0: Yeah. And then eventually they can equip those drones with weapons and they can hunt down the poachers themselves. Skynet. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. My next story is technology news. This comes from The Verge. LG patents a transparent foldable phone. What? Why? Right?
1: (laughs) 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 It's transparent?
0: (laughs) Oh. How is that possible? So, yeah, it's... The, there's pictures in the article, but basically it's like a foldable phone. One half of the phone is totally transparent or like, it has like a an adjustable amount of transparency to it. And the other half is partially transparent with like an opaque section where the battery lives. And I don't know. It lets you have like layered things when you fold it closed where you can like, I guess see your hands through it. I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: but it has a screen and it works like a normal phone. Or? Yeah.
0: Maybe it could u- you could use it for some like augmented reality stuff, where you like see through it and it like makes it look like stuff is in the real world. I don't know.
1: I feel like I interrupted your it's, no, story, I, but I,
0: it's 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 fine. It's a really it's a short story, so the more the more we talk, the better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I because I have many questions. Okay,
0: um, I guess I'll read what I have then. Um, LG has been granted U.S. patent ten million two hundred fifty four thousand eight hundred sixty three. I don't know how I included that. Uh, <laughs> which sets out one potential vision for foldable phones that involves a mostly transparent display. Um, and I already kind of described the two halves. one's transparent and one is mostly transparent. Um, and as usual with patents, the why of such a gadget is not explained only the how. So it explains like how they would do it, but not why.
1: (laughs) Okay. Which
0: isn't, I, I know that's not super satisfactory, but, um, LG has the technology available to make transparent foldable phones a reality as their partner company, LG Display, has been demonstrating rollable um, OLED screens and transparent displays for quite a while. So this technology exists already. It's just a matter of putting it into a phone for some reason.
1: So the concept of a foldable phone, I can get behind that because yeah it can protect your screen actually mm-hmm. right if you could like fold it in right you just have throw it in your bag or something and you're not worried about the screen as much so yes. that makes complete sense to me the transparent part is what i'm more confused about yes who cares <laughs> maybe they have no intention of ever actually I making mean, this i mean what they could a lot have just, of patents are full. yeah like they could like, have just like, submitted it and then just now that's theirs now if they ever come up with a use for it it's their technology
0: right so yeah, that, i think they kind of they had like an example picture of it that was i it was like a drawing like most mm-hmm. patent things are and had like a graph that was on the transparent one that was like overlaid on top of something on the other screen i i don't know it's it feels like kind of a reach <laughs> for to, to just to have something well, like I mean, cutting I guess, edge
1: well you mentioned ar I Yeah, mean, that
0: that's could pretty make much sense. the only use i would see for it it's kind We're, of something like um microsoft has their hololens idea where it's like it's oh, wh- not what it's, is that it's not vr but it's it's like a headset that you wear and then it like puts things in the real world um, okay so it's kind of like it's it's augmented reality as opposed to virtual okay um so i guess you could do something like kind of a lo-fi version of that with your phone yeah
1: but, well you're like holding it up
0: yeah and like and you hold instead it up in of using of and it,
1: having to use the camera to project onto the screen like what it's looking at, it would just see through you would and just, then only would show part of it? Or I don't know. Somehow.
0: I'm just trying to find our use for this, honestly. Same. That's just, I'm just <laughs> reaching as far as I can.
1: I mean, it, it is kind of fun to think about like, what's going to be the next huge leap in mm. phone technology or similar, yeah, like, you know? I'd, it's like, very like what hard else, to think about What that. else do
0: you do with it? I feel like most people at this point don't really care about that. They just want one that has like, longer battery life it doesn't shatter on him <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah robustness and battery yeah are probably two huge features mm-hmm. that people are looking for yeah um, so
0: I'd love to see that be the next advancement but I, I, it feels like always her more gimmicks at this point
1: yeah yeah well the foldable thing I mean that could help with the, uh, yeah with the shattering I,
0: definitely with the shattering
1: so that's one just half like of it. have
0: it in just like a really rough tough clamshell sort of situation <laughs> it's the size of a football but nothing will happen to it
1: yeah or if someone comes up with some type of technology where like there's energy just traveling through the air to your phone at all times and you just never it's like wire it's like wireless and remote charging you just never even need to charge your phone it's just always charged
0: wasn't that what tesla was working on
1: yeah yes he was yeah did it actually function though we don't. I. I know, don't actually. I somewhat doubt it, and we probably doubt it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Nikola Tesla was working on this. So,
0: you no, know, I. I don't know. I, maybe I, one day it'd be cool. I'd be a little worried about. I don't know if that would be cancer? good. I, I, well, I mean, everything <laughs> gives you cancer. Yeah. So I'd kind of assume yeah. it would. But, it, yeah, it, it, I think we'd want to study that a lot more before we start just pumping energy through the air. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Probably a good idea. All right. My third story is a science news.
0: Science heavy episode. I was just about to say that (laughs) the stories
1: today are very science heavy, and that's okay. Uh, This is from nationalgeographic.com. And it's about a new state of matter.
0: Huh. I thought we kind of found all those.
1: No, apparently not. And also, there are more of them than I thought.
0: Oh. I thought
1: there were just four. Yeah, me too. There's like this whole list now. Oh, I will. I'll read you the list at the okay. end of this. Okay. 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 While most of us learn about just three states of matter in elementary school, <laughs> physicists have discovered several exotic varieties that can exist under extreme temperature and pressure conditions. A research team has recently used a type of artificial intelligence to confirm the existence of a bizarre new state of matter, like adding to the list, one in which potassium atoms exhibit properties of both a solid and a liquid at the same time. If you were somehow able to pull out a chunk of such material, it would probably look like a solid block leaking molten potassium that eventually all dissolved away. And this is a quote. It would be like holding a sponge filled with water that starts dripping out, except the sponge is also made of water says study co-author Andreas Hermann, a condensed matter physicist at the (laughs) University of Edinburgh, whose team describes the work in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science publication. The unusual state of potassium could exist under conditions found in Earth's mantle, but the element is generally not found in a pure form and is usually bound up with other material. So, the researchers trained a neural network on quantum mechanics... (laughs) allowing it to simulate the material in conditions of immense pressure. The computer models confirmed that between about 20,000 and 40,000 times atmospheric pressure and 400 to 800 Kelvin, which is 260 to 980 degrees Fahrenheit, like that's a condition this needs, Uh uh, the potassium entered what they're calling a chain-melted state in which a chain-like part of the atomic structure dissolved into liquid while remaining potassium crystals stayed solid. This is the first time scientists have shown that such a state is thermodynamically stable for any element. Similar simulations could help study the behaviors of other minerals in such extreme environments.
0: I'm having so much trouble picturing what this would even look like. So, like, are, are you, you familiar you with crystal
1: atomic structure yeah, at all? Yeah, Okay, if you remember like from college, learning about that. Right. So... It, it went into a little more detail about the structure of this in the <laughs> article. Okay? okay, so basically, there's like the at in these conditions, potassium. The structure of it turns into this thing where it's like the crystal structure, but in between the crystals, there are these like chains of of atoms, okay. like in between the the crystals, I guess. And those chain parts is what liquefies, and the rest of it stays solid. But I think it like must keep somehow converting to like more chains or something. And that's how it keeps, that's how why they're saying it's going like to keep like dissipating, I okay. guess.
0: Huh. I don't,
1: ri- it's, it is very difficult to understand. I know. For sure. And I
0: think, I think the problem is, is that I'm trying to think of it in terms of like other, like, like a slushy, <laughs> like something it's that is like something
1: of- you could, honestly, I actually was thinking about it, like holding like an ice cube. That's constantly like melting out of your hand yeah quickly like it would feel like that
0: it's liquid that's where i'm that's where i'm having trouble getting yeah i don't know if it's like
1: it turns into a liquid or if it's still i don't know it's very hard to understand i think it's just
0: hard for my brain to like picture a solid melting but not becoming a liquid (laughs) Or like yeah. showing behaviors similar to melting, like I, I, because I, I, it just doesn't fit in my current mental model yeah. of what matter is.
1: <laughs> yeah, me neither. So I was trying to. It's
0: not that I don't believe the scientists. <laughs> I just cannot picture it for myself. <laughs>
1: um, I I can't really help you further than what yeah. <laughs> i explained because I it's also hard for me to understand. Just the scientists gave it a name. Apparently, it's a new state. Of matter, so okay. Do you want to know what the other states yes, of yes, matter are? Yes, I do. Are? I was
0: just about to ask. What, are, what do we got? Okay,
1: so besides solid, liquid, and gas, got those. We have okay, so this one that I just talked about is called chain melted. Okay, okay. Then there's plasma. I knew that, that, that was my
0: fourth one. So I that's knew.
1: a superheated form of gas in which atomic nuclei are separated from their electrons meaning they can generate and be affected by electric and magnetic fields. Hmm. That's the definition on here, which I'm like, oh, I actually didn't really know what that was. Yeah, I didn't know the formal definition of that. That's the formal definition. Cool. Okay, the next one, Bose-Einstein condensate. Okay. Only formed at temperatures close to absolute zero, all the atoms in this material begin to act as a single particle. Huh. I'm shrugging. You can't see me.
0: Yeah, it's another one where...
1: just what does that even
0: look like? like I, you can't, I can picture the the big three in the plasma. I cannot. I do not know what this would look like.
1: Okay, there's four more.
0: Oh my, what?
1: Superconductor, Okay, which you've heard of, but apparently that's an official state of matter. I'm assuming you've heard that I've word heard before, right? I've
0: heard the term, yeah, I don't. A
1: state achieved when certain metals are cooled to low temperatures and electricity can move through them with no resistance. Apparently that's officially a state of matter now. Oh. Um, huh. Then there's superfluid. A liquid cooled to near absolute zero, but it's still liquid, so that it can flow without friction, even climbing up the sides of a container and dripping down the outside.
0: <laughs> a, Whoa. Super fluid. Okay, so this is just, these these other states are just magic, is what I'm guessing. Yeah,
1: like, does physics even exist anymore I the, in know. these conditions? I guess not. I don't know. They're just breaking all <laughs> just the laws. The they're loss. breaking they're all the laws. Okay, the next one is degenerate matter.
0: <laughs> Only I'd say this <laughs> is all degenerate matter. <laughs> Call the, call the police on this matter. It's breaking,
1: <laughs> it's a it's breaking all the laws. <laughs> okay, so this one is only found under the extremely high pressures achieved in white dwarfs and neutron stars. <laughs> Two types of dead stars.
0: Specific.
1: <laughs> this is very specific. And then the last one is, the hardest one to uh, wrap your mind around, quark gluon plasma. A state in which protons and neutrons dissolve into their constituent quarks, which can move freely among particles called gluons that carry a strong force. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? That was complete gibberish. But that's so the it's definition like of this.
0: Subatomic. Well, it's like so, subatomic or sub-subatomic sub subatomic particles. Yeah. Right? That's what quarks are. Quarks. Right.
1: Like, yeah. Neutrons and protons and stuff are subatomic particles. or yes. those just atomic particles?
0: Those are subatomic. And then and quarks then are, are smaller sub- than that. Sub-atomic.
1: <laughs> so it's saying that, like, like all of the subatomic particles just dissolve into, like, quark size. Whoa. And then there's something else called a gluon, which I've never heard of before. I've I don't heard understand. the
0: term, but I do not know what it means.
1: Move, the quarks can move freely among particles called gluons. Like, what is that? I don't know. So it basically, it's just, like, super dissolved. Yeah. I guess.
0: Wild. Huh.
1: Yeah, there's all these states of matter. I didn't even know.
0: I mean, I get now why they don't teach them in school, because kids' minds (laughs) would explode. (laughs) One of
1: the states of matter, the water just flows up the side of the glass. (laughs) Like, what is happening? But teacher, that's... That doesn't...
0: uh, (laughs) They just explode right there.
1: Yeah, that's what would happen if you tried to teach this in an elementary school.
0: It's just science.
1: Although maybe one day everyone will just understand this, and it'll just be like, "Oh yeah, that makes total sense." Like maybe that will oh happen gosh. one day. Yeah, those and kids it's just are gonna blowing be, our minds. Those kids don't are going to be
0: obnoxious. Let's <laughs> talk about superconductors and superfluids. Back in my day, we only had three forms of matter. Yeah. We knew That's exactly what, what we knew exactly what they did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now I don't know anymore. Just don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything.
0: My last story is health news. This comes from USA Today. Uh, dogs may accurately sniff out lung cancer through their super sensitive noses, Whoa. research shows.
1: That is very fascinating.
0: Right? Um, so, using their super sensitive noses in a scientific exper- experiment, dogs were able to sniff out lung cancer in samples of human blood with 97% accuracy. What? According to new prelimi- preliminary research. And, like, those numbers are. Insane, but also they only had a sample size of four dogs. So, well, how
1: many cancer patients were in the study?
0: They didn't. Sir.
1: Okay. I think that's I'm why it's preliminary it research. <laughs> okay. Because, that's fair. like,
0: they're just trying something and hopefully and now they'll seen. do a more formal okay, experiment. That makes sense. Um, but specifically, three out of four uh, two year old beagles correctly identified samples of blood with lung cancer. of the time, and then they identified that a sample did not have, like, a normal sample was not cancerous 97.5% of the time. Wow. So, like, pretty high accuracy. Um, For whatever reason, the fourth dog was, quote, unmotivated to perform, researchers said. (laughs) So it wasn't so much that it was wrong, it was just not trying.
1: (laughs) It just didn't care about the experiment.
0: (laughs) This dog doesn't care about the advancement of science. Um, <laughs> the smell receptors in a dog's nose are as much as 10,000 times more accurate than those in humans, which...
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I think that's,
0: that's pretty well known. Um, the study was performed by Heather Junquiera, um, who I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, a researcher at DX, a Florida-based pharmaceutical lab, and it was presented at the American Society for Biochemistry and Molecular Biology, uh, their anu- annual meeting in Orlando that sounds pretty legitimate yeah which is like hope i mean hopefully this is something um and although there is of course no cure for cancer early detection offers the best hope for survival and these results could lead to new non-invasive cancer screening approaches that would make it much easier to to detect if somebody has it so yeah
1: definitely I i
0: mean like i said it's preliminary and might have been just a fluke that they found three dogs who happen to be real good at this but that's
1: I mean, it seems compelling That amount to of me consistency, w-
0: even with just three dogs, is pretty, yeah, that's definitely worth it's investigating. a really further. high percentage. Yeah, that's that's unheard of in, like, it's just yeah. <laughs> results for, for experiments like this. So, I mean, hopefully something comes of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not really that hard to believe that this is true, because it, it is true. Like, dogs can, sm- like, detect so many really subtle mm-hmm like chemicals and scents of different things like so if there's anything in there that's giving off some type of scent signature at all yeah, like that they, they can, they can detect, detect it. yeah wow that's amazing right all right it's time for breaking news Ooh. it's part of the show where anthony and i look up stories that were just posted today or just happened today and we read them to you on the fly ready set go, go. right i found something on katu.com i think it's a local news site okay and the headline is deputies surround a burglar in oregon home find out suspect is a roomba trapped in the bathroom
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible
1: that's so good that's
0: so good um
1: and deputies responding to a 911 call for a burglary in progress at an Oregon woman's home ended up catching the culprit, a robotic vacuum that was trapped in her bathroom. The initial call came in from someone reporting that a stranger was in her bathroom and the person had the bathroom door locked. Uh, she said she could see shadows moving under the door. Within minutes, several deputies surrounded the home calling for a K9 team's backup. Oh my God. They say they could hear a rustling noise coming from the bathroom. After calling to the suspect, in quotes, several times over a loudspeaker, deputies <laughs> went into the home with their guns drawn. After opening the bathroom door, deputies say they found an automated robot vacuum crashing around on the floor. <laughs> um, and then there's just a quote by one of the guys, and uh, that, that's pretty much it. And then, and it then the, the uh, police department posted a funny post on their like Facebook page. And it says, most wanted captured. And it's a picture of a Roomba.
0: <laughs> God, that is amazing. So, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you
1: think, did I ever tell you about the time my parents' Roomba got locked itself in a room? Or it didn't lock itself in a room, but it got stuck. It like, they were like, where did it go? And like, it was in the basement. And they were looking around for it. They couldn't find it. And then they found it in. A room and it had closed the door on itself.
0: <laughs> My cat does that sometimes. It's Like
1: how did it even do this like <laughs> it's like an animal I don't know
0: <laughs> You'd think just like listening at it from like outside the door for even a couple seconds would have cued you in to that it wasn't a person. <laughs> yeah.
1: You would think they do make a specific there a very, sound. There's a but... very
0: tiny person in there they're whirring and they keep <laughs> running themselves into a wall like, not a very good burglar <laughs>
1: Like, doesn't this person know that they have a Roomba and that it was, like, turned on? Well, they
0: said it was a house sitter, I think.
1: Oh, did it? Did I?
0: I came across this article, too.
1: <laughs> oh, this article didn't say that.
0: Yeah. This one said it was a house. Oh, the, one that I, the one that I found said it was a house that sitter. That
1: makes so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do you not know that you have a Roomba in your house? Like, <laughs> it's just like, what happened here? <laughs> so, yeah.
0: That's funny. Okay, uh, I found my story on ABC7 Chicago,
1: which All right. is the
0: local station. A uh, 3,600-year-old shipwreck found off coast of Turkey. Ooh. That's real old.
1: That's very old.
0: Um, divers in southern Turkey may have found a merchant ship that is believed to be 3,600 years old. I guess that's exactly what the headline just said. Uh, the shipwreck off the Mediterranean coast is, ex- is estimated to be 46 feet long and has a big bounty of copper on board. So Oh, some precious metal on there
1: yeah
0: um the governor governor of Antalya, i don't know where that is oh turkey i guess (laughs) (laughs) near where (laughs) near where the discovery was made says it's a breakthrough in underwater archaeology which is i guess a subset of archaeology yeah i guess so Um, Um, and the, the ship was also carrying what they said are the earliest industrial products in the world, but they didn't go into any more detail than that. So I don't really know what that means. I guess Hmm. machine made products, um, earliest
1: industrial products
0: and experts suspect that it sunk after sailing into a storm, which seems like a pretty safe bet. It's probably storm storm or other ship. I don't know. What else sinks your ship (laughs) or what else would, what else would sink a ship? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty likely. It was a storm.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a really, really old shipwreck that's full, cool. of, full of copper.
1: So copper and other goods that are unspecified.
0: Yes, industrial goods, they said.
1: That's interesting. I'm actually really curious as to what that is that yeah. long ago. like I kind of
0: wish they'd said more. Cause I, I, for some reason I'm picturing a big furnace and I don't know if that's right.
1: Industrial goods. Like maybe it's like pots or something like that were made a special way by.
0: Made with machines.
1: Or like. Or
0: something. I don't know.
1: All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description.
0: You can subscribe to Nickneck News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. And hey, while you're on there, maybe, uh, leave us a little rating. Leave us, a, leave us uh, some stars. Five is a good number. We like
1: stars. Five's my
0: favorite number of stars. If I, if I have to choose, I would say five is my favorite number of stars, <laughs> And you should you should leave that many in a review. We love to read them.
1: We do. Uh,
0: you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash news and on Twitter at, at nicknecknews.
1: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you were to somehow pull out a chunk of such a material, it would probably look like a bl- a solid black... <laughs> 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 <La-la-la-la. La-la-la-la. laughs> the sentence is so tongue twistery. Okay. Starting over.